Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We like to call it the hump day edition of Ball Don't Lie. Also, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later on. Uh, but also, we got to talk about a subject that uh, Cowboys fans have been um, discussing heavily, debating heavily via the Twitterverse and other places, whether Dak Prescott is better than Jalen Hurts. Who's the best quarterback in the NFC East? Is basically the discussion we'll get into coming up a little bit later on. We'll talk about uh, what ignited that debate. Uh, also, we'll get into some NBA topics, NBA news, notes, and nuggets. Uh, the Mavs working out. LaMarcus Aldridge, a lifetime Longhorn. Also, uh, they got a big matchup tonight coming up versus the Nuggets. We'll get into that a little bit. Also, we're going to rank all the NFL head coaching hires since it is done. All of the head coaching vacancies have been filled. We'll discuss that Eric B. Enemy might be moving on. Finally, we'll talk about that as well as some other NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. The Mike Hardball Hards. What's going on, bro? Man, I'm excited to uh, have this debate. I know a lot of people are. Uh, Got their opinions about that. Mm-hmm. And there's ways to break it down. Like they always say, there's multiple ways to skin a cat. You know what I'm talking about? So we'll we'll break it all down. <laughs> but let me talk about my man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime Hall of Fame inductee, college Some football show. Hall of Fame inductee, legendary Longhorn. Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study. He's not a fan of white condiments, 
but he is a fan of you, the listeners. My man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate the intro. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. Got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We're certain that he's underpaid. Patrick Davis. How you doing, Patrick? Doing good, doing good. Uh, Patrick actually did the research on the uh, really misleading <laughs> uh, saying that, you know, uh, it's there's plenty of ways to skin a cat. Yeah. Then you say that the origin, the genesis of it is plenty of ways to skin a catfish that is what they that's what i've been told that is okay. what i looked up and it says is because it is pretty sick when we start thinking <laughs> yes. about yes. true that. saying after i said it i was like cat. no it is it always has yeah, been we need to put catfish for, for, for decades yeah, but there's multiple ways to peel and debone and cook yes. catfish yeah and it makes more sense it in that makes so much more sense but why do we have to drop the fish why can't we just say catfish instead of saying cat i don't know what's sicko yeah, exactly. <laughs> decided to shorten it and then popularize that part. That is the part also, about it. It's, a sicko. it's not peel of catfish. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't ring off the so- the ring off the tongue if you say, "Hey, man, you know, there's plenty of ways to peel a catfish." Mm, yeah, you're right. That's true. That's a good point. It did it doesn't they did the visual really doesn't yeah, fit. Right, but I guess right. yeah, you don't you don't really peel catfish. You know yeah. anything about catfish? I'm if with you. If you've gone noodling or hillbilly hand fishing uh, for catfish, <laughs> that's one of them things too. Yeah, you got to be swamp people to know uh, about that. There it uh, is. All so right, you have mi- to make noodling illegal. Noodling they is go, a thing. Why is noodling illegal? And they go, sometimes when they go down, they don't come back up. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's oh it's a thing. Oh, trust yeah. me, I got I got family unfortunately that that's into that. That's uh, in the noodling. Uh, yeah, nice. I don't, that's not something I do or know how to do. But yeah, they stick their hands in holes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Most fishermen refer to catfish as a cat. Oh, there you go. All right. Oh, it's because they got to say things fast as fishing, because we all know fishing (laughs) are the fastest activities you can do. (laughs) No time for using extra letters when you're fishing. That is a a good point. Uh, Oh, my man, Dwight. All right, he's already on it. Okay, let me just give Spec Sex Line 512 337 3776. That's the number to the Spec Sex Line. We appreciate your participation. You're the heartbeat of this thing. Um, Dwight Rabbit already on it. We'll get deep into the discussion about and, and, and tell you what the origin, the uh, kind of the genesis of this debate about Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott came from because it was Trevon Diggs who originally kind of started this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a it was a tweet by Pro Football Focus that uh, originally uh, threw out there a question and then mm, Trevon Diggs responded and like that's what ignited. Matter of fact, <laughs> we talked about it at the end of the show yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we did. I saw it and I was like, oh, we definitely talking about this. Yeah, Ain't no you're question like, this about is it. going to be on the show yes, tomorrow. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right, so we'll get into that, uh, of yeah. course, and talk some about what's but also we're gonna get to the NFL because all of the head coaching vacancies have been filled. So we gotta we gotta yeah. well, we're gonna rank them. All right, so all right. we'll rank them uh, in the four o'clock rank them, and also get into some of the other NFL stories, uh, postseason now stories. Uh, sadly enough, uh, Eric Bieniemy uh, interviewing for an offensive coordinator job, and uh, the Baltimore Ravens hiring Todd Munkin. It's a story uh, that we didn't have a chance to get to yesterday, and the Texans assembling their staff. Has it been? Crickets on the Dallas Cowboys staff. Yeah, there was a. They, they were trying to make a little moves here and there, but Since it's the, not. It's not. They're not earth shattering. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All let's right. just say I, I'll, that. I'll do some deep diving on that, and then maybe we can get into that later on this mm-hmm. week. Uh, we also going to start talking NBA. So uh, Mavs got a big matchup tonight, and they also worked out Lamarcus Aldridge. And there are some rumors. That if I don't know this, we'll get into it. We'll get into it when we talk yeah. NBA because NBA rumors are always really fun. And the NBA, the further NBAification 
of the NFL. We'll get into that as well because now some of the, the beef in the NFL has hit the, the Twitterverse and social media and like the like the NBA, very salacious. No, of course. Salacious and petty, as my man uh, Zay always brings up, uh, that NBA guys are. So we'll get into he's that, He's the too. king of petty. He's the king of but he's a, he's, a, he's a basketball guy. Yeah, he's the king of petty. Yeah, in basketball, yeah. It, get, it gets petty like that. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, my man CB always gave me some love. I appreciate it. He said, uh, Earl Thomas always said, Rod had the best feed he'd ever seen. He did say that, and I believe I still have an audio clip of it. I, I pulled it. There I it got is. It. I think I got it. There it in is. My email somewhere. I was like, hey, man, when he, he makes the Hall of Fame, I'm going to be able to say, hey, you know that? Dude said I had the best feed you ever seen. Just saying, and I'm gonna clip my man Derek Johnson. There you yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. Clip, that he, he said it twice on the air. Oh yeah, we gonna clip that. One. Yeah, he we said it twice that. on the air. Need to put that in the portfolio. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> no, when he get when he gets his, he's you know he's eligible in this next class. Who Derek Johnson? Derek Johnson. He's not gonna make the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he's gonna make he's gonna be the obviously Chiefs Hall of Fame. But I, I always said if he man if he had played a little bit later, like three or four years later, because mm-hmm. remember all of his All Pros and all of his. Pro Bowls are like after he's like twenty nine or thirty. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll just say Zach Thomas made it, so there's a chance. <laughs> hey, no doubt. I I, I couldn't it's agree more. I couldn't agree more. Texas Tech fans out there that are about to give you the business on the okay. Texas right now <laughs> because the truth be told. No, it was a it Put was them a, comparisons up there. It was a very strange uh, Hall of Fame road for him. Yeah. Path. I'll yep. admit that. I did the research and I'm on a fan too. of Zach Thomas. So. I am, too. Yeah. I am, too. I'm not hating yeah. on that. But, honestly, blame Patrick here. Nobody will even talking about this. <laughs> Patrick threw a random shot, a random <laughs> shot at Zach Thomas. And he, we were supposed to be congratulating the guy about his making Hall of Fame. He's taking shots at the man. I love Come it. on, Patrick. I love it. Come on. It's not the way to start the show. Anyway, uh, midweek movie music. We'll get into uh, that, too, because that's why Patrick gives, gives us the business pretty mm-hmm. much for midweek movie music although lately like i said my man hard has been he's I think been, it's gonna he, be tough he's today. been lucky and good yeah both and you know what it takes both i was gonna say <laughs> you gotta be lucky and good bro you've been lucky and good yes. and I, you know what it takes both yeah you want to win it all that. you want to be like patrick mahomes hey it's a little bit of luck in there yep could have ended up with the texans there you go <laughs> ended up with andy Reid. well and then Jeff some of y'all coaches might still be there though uh that's true you know, um, if he ended up there, that's some of these point. coaches might still be there. Uh, that is fair. Uh, I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, okay, let's start up this discussion here because I think it's one that's going to get it's going to get heated on mm-hmm. the Specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six for all you Cowboys fans. So it originally started with a tweet from Pro Football Focus. They threw out a tweet with a picture of Jalen Hurts saying Jalen Hurts is a top blank QB in the NFL. Uh, Trevon Diggs uh, quote tweeted that tweet with five. That's all. Just the number five. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're assuming, filling in the blank, he's saying Jalen Hurts is a top five QB in the NFL. I posed a question to you, Harge, a Cowboys fan, like, whoa, okay. If he's a top five quarterback in the NFL, and he certainly had a hell of a year in the MVP uh, conversation, um, and if he's a top five quarterback, does Trevon Diggs consider Dak Prescott to be better, a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, or does he have Jalen Hurts ranked ahead of Dak Prescott? I would say this, and this is the one thing that are I they both say. top five? Sorry, they, they can they can possibly be both in his eyes because that's what if if he was to be asked again, he could possibly be it. But here's where I would say this: Do we go on one year? Do we go on a career, 
Are we saying at this time, this year, he came out and he became that quarterback? Last year, he was not. He was trending in the right direction. He got his team to the playoffs, but he wasn't a top five quarterback last year. Now, all of a sudden, it's how you like me now. He comes out and plays well. <laughs> now, everybody wants to rank him as a I'm just not going to say everybody. I'm going to say Trayvon Diggs put that out there. The question was asked. He put it no. out there. He didn't no, that's have to what I'm that. saying. He's he didn't have to. Yeah, he didn't have to. That's what I'm saying. That's very salacious. Trayvon put it out there, and then now everybody, we're going to talk about it, <laughs> and I'm fine to talk about it. Uh, but it's always what have you done for me lately in this league. A few years ago when Dak was having great years, putting up big numbers that we've talked about, Everybody was like, oh, Dak, oh, he's got to be in the top five, top 10, top 15. Now everybody's like, this dude sucks. <laughs> this dude is terrible, man. Oh, my God. he got to win the big game. And maybe that is why people are looking at Jalen Hurts and saying, "The dude, listen, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. If you've been listening to the show, I've been saying it for a long time. I love the way that this guy goes about his business. He's, he's one of the – I'm going to put this out there right now. He will win one of those Walter Payton Man of the Year awards. I have no doubt in my mind that's the type of person Jalen Hurts is. But in today's football, it's easy for us to criticize Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, all these other quarterbacks that have had rough seasons at times where they hadn't played their best. Does that mean that he sucks? No, no. But as far as being a top five, if we want to go by right now, absolutely. He played like that. He played in the Super Bowl. Thank he should bro. be represented as, as such. And right now, we can actually say he's a top two quarterback. But where is he going to be in a few years? I think his work ethic is, is one of a kind. He goes about his business. He works on the things to make himself a lot better. He would have been the MVP of the Super Bowl had his team won. He put up huge numbers. But I've also went and looked at the numbers by comparison. Right now, you can say, mm, he's had a good year. He was just drafted, what, two, two years ago? Three years ago. So he's, he's still trying to yeah. assimilate to the NFL. That That is the difference. Because the same people that will build you up will chop you down next year. Let's not forget, he just lost all of his offensive coordinators. He just lost a lot of people on his team that was helping him get to that point. Let's see what he does next year. And by the way, I'm going to say, I'm really going to pay attention to the growth of next year because now everybody's got film, everybody's seen their offense, and you know that the NFL is what, Rod? A copycat league, and these coaches adjust to certain styles of play. I'm, I'm all in for this. We can say he is that right now. All right, he had a great season. But these are the same people that were texting on the text line talking about Hurts is a system guy. This is a guy that doesn't even feel like he's going to be a great quarterback. He's even said there's a lot of haters that have been out there on me. So it's amazing to me how everybody decides they want to get amnesia when the dude was drafted and when he left, and now all of a sudden he's the best quarterback in the league. Again, I understand that Trayvon Diggs brought this to light because he said top five, but he could have been saying right now. Doesn't mean that next year he's going to be a top five quarterback because we've seen quarterbacks that where everybody thought was going to be this, this, and this, then all of a sudden they go down. It's just like saying that Justin Herbert is a top five quarterback. He didn't play like one. 
Well, I don't. I'll, no, I'll, I'm just saying I, in yeah. general. I'm just saying in no, general. No, I know, but uh, you know, just for the sake of the the conversation um, and the debate, is I, he better than Dak this year? Absolutely. Yeah, there's no question. No doubt. And no uh, doubt. Like you said, we don't have the sample size really for um, Jalen Hurts. All we all we see right now is the trajectory mm-hmm. and the rate of development. No, Dak started off really hot too. I mean, he was a rookie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? About rookie of the he year. He was rookie of the year. So he, That's he what started, I'm saying. Like all these people, really hot they got well. amnesia. I, I remember that. And then Dak had you know some inconsistency and some ups and downs, but played Major at a really high level. Injuries. So we've seen the peaks and the injuries too. Yeah. Which you know that. Also, is something to be concerned about with Jalen Hurts. I, I love Jalen Hurts too. I said when he was drafted, I liked the draft pick. Most people hated the draft pick. Um, and being drafted in the second round, I guess maybe there's an argument that he had a higher upside by mm-hmm. at least scouts and analysts right. thought he had a higher upside than Dak Prescott, who was drafted in the fourth round. Um, and a little bit different in terms of the investment uh, that the organization wanted to make in you. Doug Peterson, who drafted him, really, really liked Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts. As I always tell you, basically, Dak is, he's like Viagra. He was a happy accident. They right. didn't know Dak was going to be as great as he is. Um, um, but that aside, the one thing I'm worried about with Jalen Hurts, because I think Jalen Hurts is going to continue to ascend. Um, man, he, he's I don't know if he's a responsible runner or not. That's a right, thing right. in the NFL. If you're going to be a dual-threat quarterback, and he's a true dual-threat quarterback, Dak is really not. Dak's now about functional mobility, if anything. Yeah. I mean, they don't utilize him in that way. With the way that Philadelphia uses Jalen Hurts, he is a true dual-threat quarterback. Correct. And one of the most dynamic, statistically now, in NFL history. Especially close to the goal line. Ex- but that's what I worry and about. And execution that's, on yeah. the fourth downs and know, trying to that's, get the yards. That's part of his yep. X-Man ability because yep. he's a power lifter and he's really powerful. And it, you know, for him, playing quarterback you know, in short yardage situations, that's easy money. Uh, but I do worry about the wear and tear. Of a guy that's going to be, you know, just pounding it down in the goal line. We saw that from guys like Cam Newton. Hell, you saw it from guys who like to run, like Andrew Luck. That, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, we're seeing it from Lamar Jackson now. Yep. It, does, it adds up. It yep. does. If you're, and that's why I always loved Russell Wilson's running style because he was a responsible runner. Never saw him get really get hit cleanly. Right. He was always running away baseball. from contact. Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. yeah getting slide. out of bounds, sliding. I I, I I don't have a problem with dual threat quarterbacks. I love right. dual threat quarterbacks. I prefer them actually, but I prefer the ones who are responsible runner. V Y. Yep. V Y was a responsible runner. As big as V Y was, huge target. You never saw him get hit cleanly. He wasn't gonna let you. He wasn't gonna let That's you. Nah, smart. I'm about that. Nah, right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna dodge that. I'm gonna right. get skinny at the right time. Um, you know, I'm gonna hit the sideline. I'm gonna use get, that angle exactly. in the sideline. Exactly. And some runners, some you know, got quarterbacks who are runners like that. They don't really operate in that capacity. Josh Allen. And yeah. I'm a little afraid for Josh Allen at times. Josh Allen loves he to is play reckless. bully ball. Yeah, yes. he's reckless like that. Yep. And I don't like reckless, irresponsible runners at the quarterback position. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is that, but they use him in power yep. running situations, yep. in short yardage situations, which is a little concerning. I.e. Tom Herman with Sam Ellinger. Yeah, and I, I think I think you can evolve. His game obviously is still evolving, but that if you're looking at sample size over right. time, um, that would be a concern because that style is not sustainable necessarily no. No. for a quarterback all throughout his career, for a long career. No doubt. No you got to go and invest in. And, and we saw it, and it, and it was a accident as well. He fell the wrong way, and he landed on his AC joint, and then that's when yeah, he ended up having to sit out. But if he falls the other way, he's still probably playing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but he wouldn't have run near as much because he knew he had the injury, mm-hmm. which is what he did when he first came back. He, they didn't use him in the running game as much. They didn't. They were trying to, hey, grow your arm. Let's go. We're going to see that you can throw the ball. And what did you tell me? When he came back, 
His completion percentage went down. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as it once was. Yeah. He wasn't being as mobile in the park, pocket. So some of the things that we are talking about all play a part to the success and the failures yeah. of a quarterback. And and when it, things are good, things are great. Like we said, when it, that Super Bowl performance, second to none. I mean, he was balling. Was he fumbled. If he doesn't fumble that ball, they might, they're going probably, in for they, another touchdown, as you and, said. And they, they, it's a good chance they win the they game. They win the game. They win that game. And then he's the MVP, and the conversation mm-hmm. gets even stronger, and we go on and on and on. But he did make a mistake. He has made mistakes. You talk about the fumbles. You talked about the interceptions. You talk about the improvement that he's made. Yeah. We've all seen it. But, again, next year and the year after that is going to be a challenge because the game is going to change around him. The players are going to – the defensive schemes are going to be different. This year, 100%. Put them at the top. You can put them right next – they can be standing next together. So if I, if I asked you right now um, – Who's the best quarterback in the NFC East? You say Jalen Hurts? You have to. Okay. He took his if, team to the Super Bowl. If I ask you who what quarterback would you take over the next, I don't know, three years? I'm still staying with Dak. Okay. I'm staying with Dak because he's got a bigger sample size than the NFL. Patrick, he's next three years, which one you take? Dak or Jalen Hurts? Just the next. Who's going to have a better sample size over the next three years? Because if I go longer than that, then yeah, then it doesn't make sense. You know, because Dak's getting older, and yeah. then I'll make no, that I, argument. I'm just talking about I just want to say, even Dak right now is still close to his prime, pretty mm-hmm, much as a quarterback, mm-hmm. and Jalen Hurts, whose trajectory and rate of development has just been phenomenal. But don't forget, Dak started rookie, started red hot, rookie of the year. Thank yeah. you, and, yeah. and I, I'm, kept winning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I go Jalen Hurts just because I don't know where his ceiling is, and I feel like I know a lot closer where Dak's ceiling is. Very fair. So I feel that's – you just go, look, Jalen Hurts may – we don't know where his floor is either. Right. So it may be a part where it's like, hey, man, he's going to start getting hurt every year because he's going to be running weird, and when he can't run anymore because he's hurt, that could all happen in the next three years. And we go, well, Dag knows what he's doing a little bit better, and he's going to – you know, he may be able to stay in games a little bit better. And, and once – if he gets a different OC, maybe he fixes some of these problems and they f- put him in the right system. But if we know, hey, man, Dak needs a good system to work in, and Jalen Hurts, we think does, but maybe in the next three years, he's his throwing gets better. He reads defenses better. I think we don't know where his ceiling is yet. Yeah. So that's why I go with him, just because I'm like, I don't. His we we haven't seen him get close to touching it yet because we haven't seen him plateau at all, and we've definitely seen Dak plateau a bit more. Uh, I think that is the concern is that Dak has plateaued. I right now, I think I would go with Jalen Hurts for the next three years. That's gonna have a better. Just a just a better sample size over that time span, but career wise, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's very hard it, to tell because yeah. I'm sitting here and, looking at the numbers per game and rushing and for the career. Now again, his is two years. Dax's six years had it on seven years. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. It it's it, it's a different there, range yeah. of a, of emotion because if you were to put them side by side at the very beginning of their careers, you could say they were Dak was just as good as Jalen Hurts was. Dak had a red hot start. He had a very but hot start. To your point, unfortunately for quarterbacks, as my man V always said, you get all the girls, you get all the grief. Winning is mm-hmm. attributed to the QB position, exactly. and it's, and it's, it's all pro- going the, to the losses exactly. too. They, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. they're, they're they're overly responsible, and I, it's probably not fair perception wise that you know the wins and the losses are on them. So they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, second year. Yeah, well, they, and I that's mean, better because yeah, they were the better organization more so than agreed. anything else. And, and okay. we can also look at the fact that this season, the wide receiver core clearly goes to the Eagles. 
AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, read out CeeDee Lamb, also and true. whoever else they threw out there. Offense, like I said, organization. Offensive, offensive so, yeah. line. Offens- but That's like, your organization. Defense. But offensive well, defense lines both close. played well and bad at point. Like, yeah. But I'll just go wide receivers of who mm-hmm. you're throwing to. It's a clear win with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith over CeeDee Lamb, who was yep. playing really well. Yep. But behind that. Yeah, there's you, not really a bunch there's there. A huge drop off. So, between your so first when you and put those best. two pieces together as well, you're going, well, now Jalen Hurts comes in and he's got one guy to throw to, and does he have the same relationship with Dalton Schultz where he's able to have even a checkdown guy? That, so there is other factors in it, but like, I, to me, it's it's not so much the the one through five; it's the tier system of all right. For me, there's three top guys that you go. These guys are guys that you can put on both most teams and they will win, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, those guys right now sit atop. Where you're like, those guys are basically teams are built around them to yep. win, yep. and they're winning. Once it drops off after that, you go into like the Justin Herbert, where you're like, well, maybe he'll be that guy, but he hasn't been yet. And basically, everyone, and then you have Jalen. But Hurts he's got, hey, but he's got Kellen Moore now. So and and the Newsmeyer, they got them both. <laughs> they got so they got to change it, dog. <laughs> So uh, once yeah. you get down, then it's like, okay, well, there's that of tons of potential, but we don't know yet. And you have Jalen Hurts, who it's like, well, man, look at what he, he's been able to fit perfectly in what they do. But again, we don't know when those things start to change. So, hey, man, now he gets a new contract. That O-line gets older and they don't necessarily have the protection. They, they don't know if they're going to keep A.J. Brown anymore and they only rented him for two or three years and they move on from him. Does he able to? Is he able to keep improving enough to overcome those? Yeah, because that's no, what I, Patrick Mahomes has done, and very few other people can. I think also one of the things that's appealing about the Jalen Hurts story is that Jalen Hurts, we saw his off season improvement. We were able to witness yep, it yep. real time. Yep. Right, we saw him his his second year and went. Okay, all right. He, he's definitely a more than serviceable starting quarterback in the NFL. Hell, they made the playoffs. Right. Um, but nobody saw him having a ceiling like they do now or projecting a ceiling like they do now. Even though he was a second-round pick, um, he didn't play like he could end up being a franchise quarterback right. at that time. And then in one offseason, a lot of improvements made. Uh, you know, the A.J. Brown trade, uh, they bring in more weapons for him. But he did trans form his yeah. his game and with Dak even though Dak had a red hot start to his career it was it was immediately as a rookie of the year he came in just had a great start which is awesome yeah. but in terms of the way our uh sports brains operate we like to see uh, a kind of a linear progression <laughs> of things like and it's and it's and I think it's satisfying for sports fans to go damn did you see that I watched him and when I watched him last year I said oh man He's just going to be, you know, a, a jag, a jabroni at quarterback. He'll start for a couple of years, and they'll move on. No way he's a franchise guy. And then this year you go, man, he's in the MVP conversation? Yep. And, oh, and he is a guy that looks like he can be a franchise quarterback and perform like that in the Super Bowl? Watching it real time, I think, gives people a different reaction to what his projected trajectory could be for being a quarterback. Right. And for Dak, it should. It, I think it was, it was really high, too, but— Nobody really 
expected Dak to be good, and he came in his rookie year. He was great, but it was just a surprise off the bat. And then he, after that, he became the franchise quarterback. Like I said, a happy accident right. for the most part. I think for Jalen Hurts, his story is a little bit different, whereas we watched him, and nobody thought he had that type of ceiling. With Dak, too, that was the case, but it was like a shock factor with Dak, yeah, more but- so than us watching it happen over an offseason and yeah. watching the story you know, progress over time. Yeah, I mean, we can, we're going to be able to debate this for time because they're in the same division, so we'll no, get I to know. see them a lot and, and be able to break it down. And for me personally, I hope Jalen Hurts continues to ascend at the quarterback position, especially when you start looking at what we've been told over these years about the quarterback position, and that's never going to work in the NFL, and he needs to change and learn how to throw from the pocket and all this other stuff. And now he's gotten better, and now the ceiling looks so good because of the performance that he put in in the Super Bowl. But again, let's not forget, let's go back to the year, last year. They didn't expect him to be what he was, and he wasn't that great last year. Well, it's hard to say they didn't expect it because Doug Peterson drafted Doug him in, Peterson the second, in the second round, and then they decided we're going with Jalen Hurts. Remember, they went all, they just said we're going with Jalen Hurts, and they made the playoubts. Right. Right. Oh, no, no doubt. And about that's it. when they decided all right. Cowboys did too. We're gonna but that's when they decided, all right, we're trading for <laughs> yeah. AJ Brown and right. then we're gonna put pieces around him. Ding ding They're ding. They're gonna ding, compliment ding. him. Ding ding. And ding. then he did more with those pieces than Dak did with his pieces when Dak was surrounded by all that talent. At one time Dak was surrounded by a ton of talent too. Remember that that that, that, that team was tailor made for Tony Romo. That's why they made that off that's why they invested in the offensive line because he was so fragile. Mm-hmm. All right. They gave him all the weapons that he needed. Dak inherited a lot and Dak didn't do Dak didn't go to the Super Bowl with it. Now, Jalen Hurts, he got a lot of weapons around him. He took it to the Super Bowl. Dak played well in the, the game to go what, to the Super Bowl, well, to get that, to the championship game. And, I agree with and you. And Aaron Rodgers not, made a play. And I disagree with any of that. Yeah. The, whole, the, the, the whole point is, it is what it is. Yeah, no doubt. One guy no got doubt. to the no Super Both have been surrounded by talent at one time, yep. and Dak only gets so far. Right. Oh, and no doubt. With Jalen Hurts. It's frustrating. Surrounded it's by very talent. Frustrating. He, they got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then when he got to the Super Bowl, he played really well. So I think in the narrative, that's part of it, too. It's like, well, when I saw Dak with a ton of talent, he played well, but they didn't win the Super Bowl. No doubt. I mean, or get, get to, to the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, didn't get to the championship. Didn't, didn't get even get to, to the, the cha- NFC it, championship yeah, exactly. game. And I agree with that. That's why people are jumping off that bandwagon and jumping on the Hurts bandwagon. Oh, and, and, and it's a great bandwagon to get on. But just like every celebrity that goes out and has success – they can't wait to bring you down. So I'm hoping that he continues to trend, just like I'm hoping Dak can rebound and get to the point of where the conversation will be even tighter. But let's just wait and see because you still have that seven years. There's seven years. There's, what, three years in between each other, four years in between each other that he has to get to that point. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I think what he's done this year has been something to talk about for quite some time. But we've also seen quarterbacks do well, and then all of a sudden they hit their ceiling, kind of like what we're seeing with that. Yeah, no, it's true. It's a good point. Uh, it's a good discussion to have. Um, all right, uh, I think we'll get back into that conversation in the 5 o'clock. We come back, we got to talk NBA, Mavs working out, LaMarcus Aldridge. they got a big matchup tonight with the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Actually, all the Texas teams are in action. Yep. Rockets versus Thunder, Spurs versus Hornets. We'll talk some NBA on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful on the Hornets. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack, uh, plays certain selections for us on midweek movie music, and we're supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to exactly what the featured film is for midweek movie music. All right, Arch, you soaked it in a little bit. You digested it. What you got? Nothing. It's definitely... Uh, I've got nothing. It's like a 90s feel, right? That 90s feel here? Maybe a little bit before that. Okay. A little before 90s. All right. In late this? 80s here. Okay. All right. We got the second one always helps us out a little bit more. But I got I no gotta, clue. There's a vibe, though. I, I think we're in a certain wheelhouse, era-wise, for this movie right now. But we'll see. That All could right. be very true. I'm thinking, I'm thinking late 80s, early 90s vibe here. That's what I got. Mm. That's what, I, that's what I felt, but okay. I could be, I could be wrong. It could okay. just be, it could be something else. You know, what I mean? <laughs> uh, we don't know what it is. All right, all right. Well, the spec sex line wide open five one two three three seven three seven seven six. We'll get to some of your responses to the Dak Prescott Jalen Hurts discussion. Uh, but first, I want we got to get to some NBA talk because All Star Weekend is this weekend. I like it. I like yeah, it. So we got to start transitioning and talking some NBA. And the Mavs has some really. Weird stuff going on. First of all, they worked out Lamarcus Aldridge, yeah, which is thirty-seven, which is weird, right? Yeah, <laughs> my man just said I'm not playing no more. But since I'm in Dallas, I'm gonna go over there and work out with these dudes. He man. came out of retirement last year to, yep. to play with Brooklyn, correct? He was, yeah. he was retired. Yes. He was retired then. He came yes. out and actually wasn't terrible. I mean, he averaged almost thirteen points per game, five rebounds. Um, so he didn't play much, but they worked him out. There's been no update really on what the uh, status is of that uh, workout and the evaluation. But that was interesting. And this sound, this comes, this comes, this came after the last loss. Cause they've lost actually their last two games. They've lost yep. the last two games where Luca and Kyrie Irving have played together. together. When Kyrie played by himself, <laughs> they won the game. Yes. Yeah. He, he won his two. Yep. He's been there four games. He played by himself for the yep. first two. They won. Yep. And playing with he and Luca, they lost. But obviously, it's going to take them a little while. Yeah. yeah chemistry and, and, and watching those games. They're scoring. Like, especially down the stretch. They've been in the games. But if you watch them down the stretch, like they need to figure out that two, last two-minute offense. Because Luca is very much in the – he's still in Luca mindset. That was yeah. wild. Yeah. And he just – like one of them was he gets in trouble and kicks a ball out, but it's – but you're like, you need to be on the same side as Kyrie. So you can kick the ball out to Kyrie, and they can't guard both of you. Right. You had one of your other players out there who's not a big-time shooter. And it's like you, you've got to have a shooter that's in that corner if you're going to drive that way, or else it doesn't make sense to get a Kyrie Irving or or even if that was a Reggie Bullock. But that so like stuff like that where it's just like, look, the whole point is so you can play off of each other. 
Yeah. And if you're just going to still try and play hero ball when the other guy can't help get you open, that that but that that'll be things you work on. And that last uh supposed game-winning possession or potential game-winning shot possession for them where they get the last shot in that Minnesota game and they didn't even get a shot off because right. Luka and Kyrie were I guess both trying to be unselfish. Yeah. And neither one of them got a shot off because they were both trying to help out each other to get the last shot. That stuff that'll be cleared up because that's just sure. chemistry uh, with each other. But and that, what it, did I say was going to happen at the very it, beginning? It was it, like, they are both going to be like, I want to shoot it, but I don't want to be that guy. So I brought in my Batman and Robin. This is our team now. And we be, I finally got some help, Luca. Oh, Kyrie, I'm going to a team where a guy is not afraid to take the last shot. All right, we got it. Now both of them are like, you want it? I got it. You got it? You got it. No, I got it. And then <laughs> they walk off and like, man, I was trying to get the – no, it and just happened that way, man. And nobody like you said, it's going gonna, gonna to figure itself out. That That is true. Uh, but, I mean, Kyrie had 36 points. Uh, he had 26 of those in the fourth quarter of that fourth game quarter, versus Minnesota. Points. And, uh, yeah, he's been, he's, been, he's been lighting it up, actually. Yeah. I mean, even in that game, they, their last loss prior to the Minnesota one versus Sacramento, uh, as Patrick mentioned, another close one. That was in overtime. Um, I mean, he still was like he had 52% from the field, had 28 points. Yeah. Uh, he's been playing really, really offensively. And as you mentioned, in that game where uh, they him and, him and Luca lit it up, I believe they scored, uh, what, 69 points together? Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah, 69 points total together. So they'll it, – it's – it's it's too potent of a you know you got two potent really uh, force multipliers on the court so yeah I think they'll figure out a way that the chemistry will end up being won't end up being an issue right but this is interesting I we always talked about at least since this trade happened we talked about the defense uh, potentially for the Mavs being a liability now because they traded away uh, some of their best defensive pieces and also you know they haven't been the same defensive team they were last year and bringing in Kyrie Irving is not going to help that so after they lost to Minnesota and by the way if you want to look at the offensive the basically the offensive rating for Minnesota it was 131 in that game and the Sacramento game Sacramento had a 126 offensive rating versus the Mavs Hell, the the Denver Nuggets, who the Mavs are going to play the, tonight, they lead the NBA in offensive rating with one eighteen. Well, what? and and so they got a they got a big man who is going to eat all game. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, a good yeah, point. Cause yeah, because Jokic can just sit in there and eat because they just don't have the the inside defense. Because Gobert killed him. Yeah, I mean, think about well, it, I, like, first of all, I know Harge is a big Dwight Powell fan. Huge. But, Huge but, Dwight Powell. But he hasn't been playing at level. Uh, I know Maxi Kleba is a guy they want to get back, and they, he can help out a little in there. But one of the big problems they have right now is Dwight Powell and JaVel McGee are both guys that are supposed to be defenders, but they can't spread the court on offense. And both Kyrie and Luka are guys that like to drive and kick the ball back out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll play well with other because if you drive and kick the ball back out, both those guys can shoot threes at a really high clip. The problem is you have to have a center that can get far enough away so that they can't just post underneath and the defender gets in there and basically stops you from really making a progress and getting points in the in the paint. They yeah. need to find that guy. They haven't really Christian Wood doesn't play good enough defense to be that guy, so he has to play more of the four. That's really where they're struggling right now, is figuring out spacing on offense 
and any sort of rim protection, uh, which I think that's why they're trying to bring in Aldridge to be like, hey, man, can you just stand in the paint with your hands up yeah. on defense yeah. right. and, and like give us a few fouls and then step out and you you know, you know later in your career have shot a little bit better from outside. So have you at least be 16, 17 feet away from the bucket yeah. and an offensive threat? No, because I was like, Gobert was 9 of 9. Like they yeah. scored forty, yeah. they had forty points in the paint. And, and but if you are, you're going him. against yeah. possibly the best player in basketball the last three seasons. So and he is, and one that is so pedestrian about it. They asked him after the game. They're like, "Hey, uh, do you know you're you're averaging a triple double so far?" And he goes, "Ooh." <laughs> like that dude does not care. He's like, "I want to go win a championship. I don't really care about any of this." Like great, it's great. Yeah, so, and and the Mavs, I have that. Sorry, the Mavs will play them tonight. Actually, so check this out. You know, I'm a big fan of Dwight Powell, huge fan. So, oh. somebody that is <laughs> a friend being, of mine, he's being sarcastic, and yes. he texts me <laughs> the other night, and he goes, "Dude, what does Dwight Powell have on Jason Kidd? Because there's no way he should be playing this much. Because they feel like you've been saying." Like, what you're just out there, and I'm like, how are you starting every single game? And I, it's kind of like the conversation that we've had about the University of Texas. Why is that guy starting? Why aren't they moving in? It's because of the routine. I understand that. But what does he give you? Like, honestly, what does he give you every single game? He's a decent rebounder, but that's <laughs> basically it's they just don't have bodies in the paint. I think once Maxi Kleba comes back, you'll see him take a lot of those minutes where they'll try and have him kind of play in the paint and on defense and have him and Christian Wood as two guys that can go sit out in the three-point And Kleba can shoot a shot, too. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. Is, I'm like, so then if you say you got Christian Wood, Kleba, Bullock, Kyrie, and Luka, that's a lineup that can spread all, all on the three-point line, yep. and then one of those guys drive in, and you can't really guard it very easily when they start trying to attack the paint. Now, defensively, that's going to be a problem, but they at least have five guys in that lineup who can shoot. Right. Yeah, at least. They, but apparently, Jason Kidd has stated they don't care about defense anymore. Um, this is sound audio of Jason Kidd <laughs> after the Minnesota Timberwolves game. I thought he was. I thought he was joking, actually. And Patrick, you've watched the sound too. It seems like he's playing it pretty straight. Like I said, I, I don't think he's being sarcastic here. It just sounds yeah, it's weird. It just it's a weird piece of audio. So here's Jason Kidd when he's being asked about uh, their lack of defense in in the last few games and their lack of interior defense um, versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, do you feel like your interior your interior is an issue? No, we're here, we're here to outscore people. People come to see points, not 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 uh, eighty to eighty. We're, we're here to score. This is the new NBA. Um, the interior defense, we'll, we'll figure it out. We got plenty of bigs. Uh, one of our defenders, you know, when we talk about our defense, Maxie's out. Hopefully, we get him back after the break. But um, the way that we competed there in, this, in that fourth quarter, um, we had everybody was small. Um, and so interior defense is about your one and will, and, and that group did that. And so um, understanding we, we have an offensive team that can put a lot of points on the board, and uh, we spotted them 20-something points and found a way to, uh, to come down to the last possession. Now, that is true. They were down 26 points in that game. 18, they were down 18 when they gave it in, get going into the fourth quarter, and that's when Kyrie Irving had a 26-point fourth quarter. <laughs> in that game, so uh, like I said, I, oh maybe that's half sarcasm, half you know, half truth. I don't know. 
Um, but he he knows that they can score. They really can. They can. They're going to be in every game because they can score with damn near anybody. But I don't know if they can stop anybody either. What has happened to Jason Kidd, man? <laughs> what has happened for him to go in there and say, we just got to try to outscore everybody? <laughs> it's like, I get that, but you can stop them to help stop them from scoring. You can still outscore them. I know nobody wants to see 80 to 80, but I don't want to see 145 to 140. But isn't he agreeing with you that basically Dwight Powell can't get it done? So he's like, you know what, we... We're we just going to try to outscore people. He said we're going small. Uh, I don't know what that means for them. but he, Then if you want to go small, it, keep him on the bench and put somebody <laughs> else did. in there. I mean, Dwight Powell played 14 minutes against the Timberwolves. Yeah. JaVale McGee played two. two. Yeah, they had they centers small. in that game for 16 minutes of a game. They had a center in that game. Yeah, so they agree with you, So they, They're going small, yeah. and, but you cannot play a season like with, with under half of a game played with a center. <laughs> Like you have to this at least is amazing to me because that this there's is just the NBA that we're watching now. That's I mean, but I think he's agreeing with you. Though. Yeah, he's like, yeah. we got no center, so why am I gonna bang my head right. against that brick wall and keep that guy out yeah. there? So that's why I, I think Patrick. And said. that's the thing is, I think he just looks at how the team built. And he was like, Dorian Finney-Smith was like my last hope of a wing that would at least exactly. try and get in there and play in the post. Yeah. when I went small, and you got rid of him, so it's like I don't have anybody who can sit in the post and go take a charge. Will sit in there and put their put their body on the line. You got me a lot, J- Josh Green, man. He's a lot of fun to watch. Jaden Hardy, man. There's a lot of potential in those guys. They're shooting guards. Yep. No junkyard dogs. Nobody. No, and, and nobody so, that cares to play defense. Yeah, no defense. Yeah. No, Should have went and got Patrick Beverly because no, he'll go uh, out there and fight. Yeah, no, he'll fight no, somebody. No. <laughs> he gonna fight Luka Doncic three games into the Luka season. Luka's trying to leave. <laughs> no, I mean you just you have to find one of these bigs in the buyout market, and you're hoping someone else gets put out there. Hmm. But I mean, you really should have been in the market. Uh, you should have gone like you really should have tried for you to get Jakob Bertel. Like I don't know why you weren't going. Hey man, we'll take four first. Get go get this guy because mm-hmm. it's a huge difference if you had one guy in there who yeah. could do something. Yeah. Jakob Pertle goes to Toronto, uh, scores thirty points on eighty five percent shooting. Whew. Right, like th- there, there's he's there's guys that were out there at the trade deadline that you could have gone and made a move for. They didn't do it. Uh, you didn't get a Jay Crowder who would have been someone else. Uh, they basically they're relying completely on Maxi Kleba coming back now, and being a guy who can play thirty minutes a game in that five spots, because we know Christian Wood's not going to play the defense. No. So if we say Christian Wood is the other guy who could do it, and he's not going to, we know Dwight Powell and Javale McGee just don't fit in this offense, so they can't really be there on the defense as well because they're just standing yeah. there. You have to put somebody in there. Somebody has to yep. play the five hole. Somebody does. Yeah, no, you're right about that. It's uh, so that's really kind of this a roster limitation for the Dallas Mavs right now, um, and maybe they can do something about it. All right, uh, we'll come back. We got the flex on the other side, right here on Baltimore One Four Down Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. 
That's my man Patrick plays jams from a certain soundtrack. And uh, based on those selections, we're supposed to gather clues and hints that uh, lead us to whatever the featured film is for midweek movie music. All right, Arch. I do feel still, I still ate late 80s vibes. This, this, this seems like a, a um, God, like Breakfast Club type movie Ooh, back in the day. I like that. Where they have the different soundtracks in there. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. I like that. Mm-hmm. Is he is he is he warm? It's too? not like summer school or anything like no, that. No, wow. but you're you're around the right era. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, see, ah, yeah. see, yeah. right about the era here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Midweek movie music continues. Uh, you can also go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Uh, as a matter of fact, Harge, you told me uh, one of my favorite players yep. here in Central Texas, a young DB. Um, he's getting some some love actually from a from a from a school right here in the great state of Texas. Yeah, team that we've been upset about here lately. Because of some of the things that they just did to the Texas fo- basketball team, it's them and the Texas Texas football team, they got that well, smoke from them too. And you were wearing a lot of the that colors not, yesterday. It was for the, the love. love. <laughs> it was for love. I wore that color for love. <laughs> um, but the Texas Tech Red Raiders have a uh, top target, um, Flugerville Weiss's defensive back Peyton Morgan, somebody that you have enjoyed player. watching him yeah. play. Uh, he's going to make a visit up to Lubbock for junior days. So they are reaching out. He's a, one of your favorite types of DBs, mm-hmm. long, long and very aggressive mm-hmm. on, on, on that side of the ball. So Ball-hawk. he's somebody that's a four-star DB right now, and he's getting a lot of love from a bunch of schools. But he's going to be headed to Texas Tech for junior day. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a, he's a really good player. I did a lot of film watching those guys. I actually yep. went out to see one of his games this past season, yep, yep. too. Uh, ended up getting interception when I was there. Got a chance to meet Mama. There you uh, go. And Pops is a coach there, yeah, yeah. I believe, as well. I believe it's wide receivers, if I'm not mistaken. I wonder why he, he plays on both sides nah, of the ball. That there makes you sense. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's a nice little nugget there, so uh, congrats to him. All right, uh, we'll uh, come back. We'll get into ranking NFL head coaching hires. All the vacancies have been filled. We'll also talk about uh, Eric B. Enemy. Uh, he is visiting, not visiting, he's interviewing with an NFL team. We'll talk about whether he is going to stay put in Kansas City or whether he is going to move on to greener pastures. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.